You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Okay, so right off the bat, right off the bat, I'm angry in this show. Welcome, everybody. We're talking about the little things. This movie needs to not be compared to Seven. I'm tired of all the people online saying that this is the new generation seven. It's not. You are stupid. Eric, how are you doing? Wow, that is quite a way to open the show, Jordan, with such anger in this movie. I wouldn't uh, think that you'd be one that would be swayed by such online review, but. It's not seven. I wouldn't think that. I would not. I didn't look at a lot of the reviews after watching this movie. I would not compare it to seven. I would think that this is really just kind of in its own, in its own world. I mean, just because it takes place in the '90s doesn't mean it's seven. I mean, like it's, it's on Reddit, it's on other different websites. I'm not going to name. Like, I just it's not seven. I'm not saying this movie's bad. I'm not saying this movie's good. I'm just saying no, no. If you're listening to this episode right now. If you have heard of the movie Seven, if you've seen it, whatever, this is not Seven. Do not do not click play thinking you're going to get Seven. You're not. Well, I don't know what I, I think. Uh, some comparing it unfavorably to 1995 Seven, huh? Well, uh, all right then. I told I you. Yeah, I, I guess you had to Google the right thing there, huh? Uh, I would think though, just because in the same area of of the uh, of the noir genre that's probably what this is being compared to then yes i guess john lee hancock is not fincher i mean john lee hancock is most notably for the blind side and saving mr banks and i don't like either of them so i i i, I it was also written by john lee hancock but whatever look stars three amazing actors with denzel washington Rami Malek and Jared Leto. I was excited to see what these three can do. All three, I believe, are Oscar winners, too. Yeah. Oh, hey, Johnny Hancock also did The Founder, which we reviewed. He did direct The Founder, the McDonald's movie. Okay, so he made one good movie. I mean, but that was based off of a off of a book. Is this also based off of a of a book? I can I would imagine. No. So no, it's, it's not. It's not. Well, all right then. It's not. I, I looked it up. Uh, no, it's 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 written by John Lee Hancock. This is something that he came up with. Uh, but again, everybody and, and Eric yourself, I'm not saying this movie's bad. I, I just, it just, it just really upset me because I, I watched the movie. I will not spoil my opinion of the movie yet. But when I googled the information read the other reviews since I've watched it. I'm curious what people have to say about it, you know, see if they agree or disagree with my initial opinion was. But all I was reading was, oh, this is the new seven. This is the new seven. And it just that just that just struck a nerve with me. Well, I, I think you're getting a little ahead of the your emotions are getting ahead of yourself actually. I this movie is not a happy movie. I think we've know that, right? This is a very dark movie. Uh, it has a lot of undertones and overtones in this movie that really play to its genre, to its neo-noir uh, genre, as it's being called, looks like. But uh, it, in that, it's like where this, the, the past repeats itself and it will never you know, uh, 
run away from you. It always will be there with you forever type thing. Uh, you know, the, the heavy weight that a, a detective will have to carry, you know, um, some things, uh, history repeats itself. Kind of all those, those little tropes that are in, in right. kind of cop movies and crime dramas like this. And it was a movie that was supposed to make you question what was going to happen. And I guess it's, I mean, it's it's kind of open, right? I mean, I, I think there's enough to kind of really... I don't really... think it's open. No, I, I, I mean, I, it's, it's not open about the three. It's pretty clear-cut and dry about the three. Yeah, but I think it's still made to have the the viewer think that, just like the uh, the detectives, that there's, there's that realm of possibility of did he do it, which is what these two detectives really uh, come to terms with is... You know, uh, the, the you're going to encounter a case that you're just not going to be able to. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how hard you try, it, it's just not going to happen. For whatever reason, For if the person is just that much better, or if the turn of fate happens to where, you know, you just looked left instead of right that day. You know, it, it's something in a case that a detective will have to deal with. And I think that's what it was playing to more of. I liked that. I liked that they would have actually focused on what the movie was called, and that being the little things, because they make a point to it a few different times here. There are a lot of little things, just like how in uh, Jared Little's character, uh, Albert, um, like there are a lot of little things there that the detectives kind of go on to suspect that he killed uh, these these people. Right, which, which we knew. We knew. I'd be like, my wife and I watched the trailer for this, you know, and we pressed play and we knew it's a killer movie, right? Like a whodunit. And, and her and I both looked at each other and said, well, Jared Leto's not going to be the killer. I mean, that's just too goddamn obvious. Look, look at the way he looks. And plus, he's Jared Leto. He I was mean, introduced like, too early, I feel, you know? He was introduced in the hour mark. Uh, in the, only in the hour mark? In the hour mark, it's a two-hour film. He was introduced just like at 50, 55 minutes into it. Absolutely. It just, well, early, maybe not even in, in the time, but just like how the dots connected. There was no chase. You know, it just seemed like Denzel Washington's character was was sniffing it out. He was just like checking it out. And then we knew automatically we got to see Jared Leto's face and be like, oh, well, you know. That's uh, the guy. Yeah, exactly. It, that, that pairs it. Through through the direction, through the visualization of having Deke, the 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 cop played by Denzel Washington, going to, uh, you know, the uh, the repair shop, looking for you know just anybody. He doesn't know who he's looking for yet, you know. And he, they make that apparent. He's just trying to find, uh, you know, hey, did someone cancel here, or you know, who did this shift where type of thing. And then it gave right after that, it it gave Jared Leto uh, doing like a, a very suspicious gaze back and it, that's pretty obvious that's an obvious tell just like oh okay that's the guy uh or that's what they want you to think that's what they want you to believe jordan they, they that's what they want you to believe that's why we were like no, he, he's clearly not but what we're talking about was with this movie is it definitely is a period piece because it starts off in 1990 and we get like this highway stalker kind of guy which I mean by that is that there's this uh, young woman who's driving a car in California at night, and we have a guy in another car that's just stalking her, and that's kind of what kips, you know, kicks it off. And she stops at a gas station. Nobody's there, and she runs through 
desert valley, if you want to call it, and then she ends up saving herself by stopping in front of a semi. But all these killings are happening. The next killing we get is this woman uh, in an apartment, and Denzel Washington's character lives outside of L.A., correct? And he gets called to drop off case files or mm-hmm. – Something like that, and he gets thrown into this because you know he he's this legend or this supposed legend, and Rami Malek, you know, has a, a crush on him, and he doesn't. Now I'm just being a smartass, but uh, he's he's the new cop on the uh, the, the new detective. You know, he's not on the beat. Right. He's a wonder kid. That's what they say, and he seems to be very confident with himself, which is really why I don't understand. Uh, if this this guy, this kid who's a new detective, obviously being very full of himself and taking lead. Uh, why he would be so enamored with this detective person, you know? Maybe it, it's because he he felt stuck on a case. And he's like, all right, well, maybe with this guy will teach me something. Is that why people compare this to Seven? Because we have the, I mean, Rami Malek's not Caucasian; he's Egyptian. But is that why we have the fair-skinned rookie cop with the elderly black man? Is that the only reason why this is fucking considered to be Seven? I mean, that that could be, but... Is that the only reason? No, I mean, I, mean I would say also because of the little bit of a twist ending as well, too. And What twist those... ending? Was there actually a twist ending? Yeah, a there twist was a ending? twist ending. There was no what's in the box moment. Well, no, nothing like that, but the, the big reveal at the ending... If About Denzel's gonna... character? It's no, Denzel's character, we're yeah. We're not going to spoil that yet. But, I mean, but come on, that's not what's... Anyway, okay, Jordan, this is not... Uh, uh, that, that, for you to say that it's not is ridiculous, Jordan. The the entire movie, you have Denzel's character, who you could tell is playing this tormented cop. He's got a haunted past. That's why he's working solo by himself out in the middle of Northern California doing dick. And then he gets to come back and, you know, everyone uh, is at, at, the, at the station that he used to be at, I guess, recognize him, but some are not all too friendly. In fact, many give warning, and uh, whether it be to him, Deke's character, or uh, Jim uh, Baxter, uh, Rami Malek's character. And that should tell you already that there's a troubled past. All right. And then obviously they do more and more to kind of show uh just that too and then we get more detail obviously the movie progresses where uh deke is just fucking losing it man like he sees he sees a murder he tags along with a murder with remy malik and the murder uh has very uh, has similarities to a case that that uh, Denzel Washington had worked on many many years ago, and then we later find out that 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 case is the case that cracked him, that uh, or not cracked him, that busted him, you know. Right. And we're left to be like, oh no, what's going to happen, you know? And they say that, oh, you know, three girls have died this entire time, you know, and they they he still couldn't find it, and the details of the killings were there, and it, it freaked him out, obviously, right? And then we get the big reveal. That at the crime scene uh, of his haunted past, that originally only two girls ha- were dead at the scene. And when he went to go pursue the killer, because when they examined the bodies, they were still warm, which is mm-hmm. quite. And so they figured, oh, the killer's nearby. He took foot into the woods, and instead of finding the killer, was startled by the third hostage, a young girl, which he accidentally shoots. And obviously, he. Okay, is- we're just talking about this now. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm just saying. Sorry to re- to 
bring that up, you know, the, to reveal that fucking thing real, real quick. But I mean, this is the torment that we're that we're having. This is that was the twist ending. And by the way, it's, too. Is, yeah, but it's not a good twist ending, buddy. It, I mean, it, that still doesn't make it not a twist ending. I mean, sure. I'm not saying that it's not a twist ending. I said it wasn't a good twist ending. The I will the agree box, with you then. Because because people are saying, you know, like this is seven, and I, I, I feel like I just have to keep on talking about it. Uh, this ending of Denzel Washington accidentally shooting the third victim, uh, and then he has the coroner and some people helping him cover it up. It's, it's not what's in the box ending. It's, it's not. What would have been a what's in the box ending if it was Rami Malek who's the killer? I have another question too, though. Is this this opening stalking? Are they trying? Is the movie trying to tell us that the car stalking guy is the killer of these women throughout the movie, or not? Or is that just some random thing that happens? So, so here's what I because I was paying attention to this this movie a lot more closely than I actually thought I was uh, originally. But um, here's the thing: is that what we know about that killer, about the strangler, who could be a completely different person, because they also allude to another killer that strangles uh, women and, and throws them off of a bridge into the water. Um, mm-hmm. And then that, that way that they strangle was a lot different than the than the lady in the apartment, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it, that could have been a different killer. Um, but uh, that that's note one. The other one is that that guy was driving like some sort of Buick, right? Like the killer, the 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 stalker, he was driving some sort of Olds, right? right. Um, you know, some some sort of like town car, basically. Um, and uh, we get to see, you know, who else drove a car like that was Denzel Washington's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was visiting in the in the town, um, we also know that um, the one girl, uh, Tina. Uh, her character, um, who was the girl that was being chased in the beginning, she said described him as having nice shoes. And when uh, James or Jim Baxter first meets Deke, one thing that he says is, "Hey, you got some nice, sh-, you know." He says, "Nice shoes." So it's, right. uh, I thought that was a cute little nod there too. And you know, I mean, like, I mean, maybe what they're what they're, uh, what they're trying to play is that any one three of these men could be a killer but 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 that still doesn't answer my question are they saying that the car stalker and the guy that throws women over the bridge are all different because if it's not the case then then in my opinion that's just terrible writing why would you have in the beginning of the movie of a highway stalker and he not be the main bad of the whole movie. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, they're pursuing... That's a valid point! I, I get you, but the, the point is maybe the, 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 they got the wrong lead, you know? That they wanted it so bad because they were stuck. They wanted it so bad to be this one person, this Albert guy, that, um, you know, like, they just kind of missed... But do they the even person. know about the highway stalker? Because it was never brought up, Correct. No, well, because I mean that the, girl the, survived. That girl was, yeah, correct. That girl was was in the uh, the police station being questioned, and at first okay. it seemed like they didn't really much notice him, or uh, I mean, pay any note to her. Right. And then um, they they felt that uh, she was, uh, uh, I guess, breached or, or compromised because she got to see Jared Leto with his nice boots in the in the station. 
I guess. Okay, you know, since so you're talking they, about this, you know what I mean, say, like, and, and they, they would they they feel that it it's you know did an implant that uh, into her you know incepted that into her subconscious, and okay, uh, that's when they were just like, damn it, she's ruined now because she saw a face, and now she it correlates it. Since you brought up that print, uh, since you brought up the uh, the 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 police station scene, then we got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the Dark Knight moment, right? Because I mean, the camera lingers; it doesn't cut. All about Jared Leto and his craziness of being interrogated, right? Yeah, this is um, this a is weird, crazy. A weird, it was weird. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I felt dirty. Which I guess that is kudos to John Lee Hancock for making me feel that way. If that's what I, I, he was going for, but again, it wasn't this is engaging. where I question. I I agree. With, this is where I question Remy Malek's character, though. It's just like this guy. He's supposed to be a young hotshot, and he's really just like letting a lot of these, you know, the these things that are off are off color just just kind of go. And you're just like, dude, really, you're just gonna be. Showing some random dude all the crime scene photos. You're just gonna kind of let him be three cops, you know? Let Denzel come back in there, like you know, just he's breaking and, a lot of protocols, dude. And, and, and also speaking of that, Eric, why, why, why did Jared Leto get sexually aroused by the photos? Because they just assumed that the killer was not killing uh, for killing's sake. He was killing for pleasure. I assume like that. He was he was killing, and because he killed uh, the girl in the apartment. Because he killed the girl in the apartment, he was sexually aroused. That's what their just pull out of my ass scenario was. Here's like the there's no evidence of that. Is that Jared Leto is one of those where he's he's not, you know, he's he's not guilty, but he's guilty. You know, he he has a lot of suspicious activities and and just kind of things because he drove a kind of a car like that too, albeit a different color that we know. Um, but uh, his savings of the clippings, his, you know, the CB radio, there's a lot of things kind of, a lot of dots kind of connect. And I don't blame the detectives for pursuing him. It's very creepy that he would do all that shit, you know. But is he just acting? We have, here's the thing, that we don't have evidence and neither did that, that he did any of this. But they also don't have a whole lot of stuff that exonerates him either. No, but I mean, but I mean, like, people are fucked up. People, People are, really are fucked. fucked up. This People guy is one up. of them. Just because a guy gets a hard on for seeing naked girls doesn't mean he killed anybody. It, it's just it, it boggles my mind uh, because because this movie screams Jordan, hundred percent all the way through. This movie screams me, detective. I mean, people are saying this is seven. I'm there. Let's go. You know, the only thing I got out of this movie was how's the trunk space. Love that. That was the most uh, – the highway scene with Denzel Washington is stalking Jared Leto. Jared Leto catches on to him. Like that was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, right? Is this it? Yeah. You know, was, I was really excited for that. Yeah, it was a good suspense, a little, little thriller there. Uh, but, uh, again, like it's just Jared Leto's character kind of fucking with the cops just because he gets off on fucking with the cops. So so there is a there is a theory of mine that I don't know if you will agree or disagree with me on, or people that are listening would agree or disagree, disagree or agree with me on, is that when a movie has more than one Academy Award winner, it sucks. Yeah? I can't think of anything at uh, the top of my head right now that's like, 
a classic, amazing movie. Like just like like Citizen Kane Shawshank status with at that time when they filmed it, all Oscar winners. I I, I can't think of it. I'm, I'm sure if we do some digging, we can find some, man. I mean, I'm not, sure we not could. every movie is guaranteed to be a, a banger. That's for sure, right. especially if they have acting power on it. Like, I mean, we still have to remind ourselves Nicolas Cage is a, is a winner as well. We also have to remind ourselves Cuba Gooding Jr. is one, and he also did Snow Dogs. It doesn't make it, you know everything but, a good movie. It just it just means for that role they did a very good job. But I'm gonna interrupt you though because I would argue with you that Denzel does deserve his Oscar. Jared Leto does deserve his Oscar, and so does Rami Malek. These are three actors, very very good actors, very good. Like, well, uh, Jared, I, I, I'm not gonna argue. Like, I like right. Rami Malek a lot. I, I Jared Leto is definitely a method actor. Denzel, what one for Glory? Yeah, no, it, it just I'm just I'm just trying to get at what I'm trying to get because at he got because he could get whipped really well. Sure, that's yeah. what happened in the movie. Yeah, but I'll make Training Day though. I mean, tell me he was not amazing in Training Day. Okay. What I'm what I'm getting at is that this movie has three actors that I really respect and like. So I was interested and I was hoping if I was the director, I would tell them the handcuffs are off. You know, and just do what you do because you fucking have that golden statue that says that you know what the fuck you're doing. And I'll give you some direction, but go. And I found that that prison precinct scene, the the Joker Batman interrogation scene, if you will, uh, just just didn't do it for me like that Dark Knight scene. It was not um, engaging. It was not energetic. It was not the edge of your seat. It was not like, how fucked up is Jared Leto? Like, how fucked up is he? Because I want to know. And the, the issue that I have with this movie compared to Seven because people are comparing it. That's the only reason why I'm bringing up Seven, Eric, is just because reviewers are comparing it to it. That's the only reason. The reason why Seven is so good and better than this movie is because Seven has a conclusion to the story. It told what it needed to tell. It told a good twist, and it made us engaged. This movie doesn't give us a twist. We are leaving this movie without knowing who is the killer of this women or if any of these cases even go together. Because the big plot twist, as you said, is that Rami Malek takes fucking what Jared Leto out there and starts digging holes. Jared Leto takes him out there him after out. after confessing. By the way, he says, uh, "Hey, you want to see?" Because they uh, during the movie um, in their investigation to the one murder. Obviously, their murders happen after as well too. That give them more clues and draw suspicion elsewhere, just because of you know you know tracing and uh, metadata and shit like that but uh in the 90s of course uh but jared leto's character comes out confronts remy malik while he's by himself uh in the middle of the night as he's doing a stakeout and says you want to see the girl's body get in get inside get in my car and let's go get her then and remy malik you know just kind of you know takes the risk gets bullshit. gets in but there you knew that was bullshit though because because i'm sorry to interrupt you but but before few scenes prior in the police precinct the chief even said, well, you know, eight years ago, Jared Leto said he committed a crime that he didn't do. Right. So it was bullshit. I, 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 I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. But again, I think 
the whole point of it is that these detectives didn't have anywhere else to go, and it just seems like this guy had a lot of suspicious things about him. He's a shady character. He kind of fits a lot of the profiles. He he saves the clippings of a uh, of course you know like that's another kind of a, a flag like, right there like. too. Um, he seems to be in places that are closer nearby uh, to these these crime scenes. You know, he seems to be... Oh, he has, again, the CB radio that tracks everything because they made a question. Just like, well, how could anybody know that? We didn't leak it to the public. So he had to have been on the channel to, to see that. But again, does that make him a killer? No, it makes him no. a weirdo freak that just that uh, uh, happens to kind of uh, get a thrill and be a voyeur for all of this, of, of course. Uh, does it make him completely innocent? It's like, well, hold on a sec. You you have a lot of shit that would implicate you. We'll put... We'll, you know, keep you overnight on the bench here. And we'll figure out what's going on. Right. No, I agree with you. And then like, and like Rami Malik just like snaps because like, you know, Jared Leto's like taunting him and just fucking with him. And he snaps and he hits him in the face with a fucking shovel, you know, kills him. One hit and kill, baby. One hit kill. Just boom, right in the shovel, shovel face. That's why I used to call Robert Pattinson back in the day when he was doing twilight. And the <laughs> who? <laughs> I used to call Robert Pattinson when he did Twilight before I respected him. I used to call him Shovel Face because he looked like he got hit in the face with a shovel. Got a flat was, face, we know. Yeah, yeah. But now he's Batman, and he looks good as Batman, and I didn't think he would. So, you know, foot in my mouth. Uh, I'll eat crow on it. But anywho, and then we get the big reveal, like you said, bud. Like, you know, big reveal is that, hey, guess what, Rami Malik? I'm going to help you cover this up. Because I did something fucked up accidentally, and I had people help me cover it up. End of movie! And it's like, what? They do a few more, yeah. It, it oh, just I mean, seems... They do a few more, but that's it. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's basically it. He's basically just kind of, Denzel's just just kind of telling him, it's like, well, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes you fuck up, basically. And yeah. uh, he... It's almost like he he says it's like listen you got your guy, he he paints a picture because of uh, the girl that uh, was recent recently missing during this movie uh, was uh, on a run uh, late at night and she had a red a red hair barrette right mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie as Rami Malek is is sitting by the poolside obviously in trauma just just in shock just sitting by the pool just staring into the abyss you know. Uh, he gets a package or a letter from Denzel Washington, and it, and it's a little note that says "No angels," as they had said the, before that you can't be an angel, uh, you know, as a detective. You want to be, but there are no angels in this job. I think is what they said, and then he includes a red barrette, uh, saying that uh, when he was Denzel Washington going into Jared Little's house after the death to clean up and uh, clean the the apartment that's where he found the barrette and that's you know it's like there's your proof that you actually got the guy don't beat yourself up over what happened you got the guy is that proof do you think that is that's kind of weird it's supposed to he's just trying to give him some peace of mind but then we find out later that um that 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 barrette was not from the apartment that uh he just went to a store and bought a barrette to make him feel to kind of make him feel better it's yeah. it's kind of like something almost like he's telling like hey in order to do this job to be a detective this is what you need to do to kind of get past this case this is not seven this this is not um i 
this Jordan, movie. Jordan, I, whoever, I, I mean, stop repeating it. I didn't think it was seven. The people who are going to compare it to seven, um, just just don't go watch seven if you want to. If you want to watch seven, this right. is uh, this is not that. There's no what's in the box scene. I get that. This is I, again not about the 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 kind of the psycho part or uh, of a killer or the mind of a killer that seven was. Uh, this is about like the the psycho part of the cops. What they yeah, the, this is about what their ghosts, you know, the, the right. and, and what their motive is because a lot of it. Remember, there was that big car scene with with Remy Malik and Denzel Washington. Uh, you know, why are you doing this job? You know, and right? Remy no, Malik had that series. Like, I do it for all the people that you know that needs to be saved. That they, they need someone to save them. You know, I need I need to help them. And then Denzel Washington say, like, "Oh, what did he say?" He's like, "I I do this job for me." At this point, you know, that's that was a big moment there. I, Eric, everything you're saying that I, I can't disagree with you, and you're right. I I need to stop because that just irritated me. And everybody who's listened to the show for a long time knows when some when the little thing, no pun intended, bothers me. I just fucking just harp on it. You know what I mean? It's just like, how dare you say these things that don't make any fucking sense? You know? Sure. Um, but like before we get our popcorn rating. I totally agree with you. Um, I I don't think the movie is bad. I it just it's just I was expecting a lot. So, okay, fine. You no, know Eric, fuck it. Let's get our popcorn rating. Um, I'm gonna give this one a small. The reason being is because I don't know if I'm there yet with this movie. I don't know if four years from now or five years from now later I remember this conversation you and I have, and I'm like, oh, hey, idea. Let's go back and watch this movie again. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and maybe I'll feel different about it. Uh, this movie does not hold any spotlights in my mind like Seven did. Uh, but uh, maybe this maybe maybe this could be because Seven was not a big success when it came out either. It was a slow burn kind of movie. So maybe this will be it too. Um, I guess when what irritates me about these kind of movies is that nothing's conclusive. And it leaves it up to the audience interpretation. And the reason why I don't like that is because I think as the writer, you don't know where the fuck to go. So your excuse is, oh, I always intended it for it to be up to the viewer. No, you fucking didn't. You just didn't know where the fuck to go with it. I mean, if uh, that's what irritates me the mm-hmm. most, Eric. And that's why this the, that's why this gets a small bag is because I feel – that Hancock had no idea where to go with it. He had no idea where to end it. He came up with an interesting concept, an interesting idea, an interesting story. But then halfway through, he's like, uh, uh, darts to a dartboard. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I, tell me a story. I want a beginning, a middle, and an end. Because does the girl in the beginning that was chased by the highway stalker that does not come back. So why you show us? I mean, yeah, we see her in the priest in the police precinct, but but it doesn't come back. So like, is is that Jared Leto? Is that not Jared Leto? Is that Raven Malik? Is it Denzel Washington? We don't know. Is it somebody else? Like, it doesn't give us reasons, and that's what infuriates me. And that's what frustrates me. That's what gives this movie a small bag. It's not because of the directing. It's not because of the acting. It's because of the writing. The writer just didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And that's what irritates me. So that's my review of this one. It's not bad. If you have nothing to watch on HBO Max, this is something to watch. I mean, watch The Witches. We already reviewed it. We, you, you know what we think of that one. 
So check this one out. I mean, it's not bad. Maybe you agree with me, but small bag because it leaves me with a sour taste in my mouth. So with that, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for the little things? I will also give this one a, a small bag, uh, really because there's not a whole lot of staying power, and I felt like there was a lot of hiccups in the story as well. The acting was very good. I enjoyed the acting from everyone. I am not a big fan of Jared Leto. He did a very good job in this movie. Um, I think Denzel Washington can often be stale. Jordan, I know that we had a conversation before about when was his last good movie besides Training Day, um, where he just kind of plays the same Denzel character. Uh, he kind of got this a little bit, but there were moments where he shined through, just kind of like the older gentleman kind of passing a torch. And Remy Malik is, is just really good. I, I liked his, his uh, I guess, his sternness. You know, he, he was confident in the role. He knew where he was going every time. He was the good character, really. I, I enjoyed his character. Again, it's just really the story. Um, it seemed like it was going one way, and it wanted me to kind of look over, your, you know, and say, hey, you know, Look at this, look at this distraction, and it could be this person, but it, everything also at the same part seemed too obvious. And just kind of like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. This guy can't be the killer. You're making it too obvious for him to be the killer, and, there, and now I'm, I'm su- suspect of who it actually is. You know, mm-hmm. I'm starting to, to think about other characters who it might be as well, too. Um, I started to really, when... Uh, Remy Malik's character started to kind of lose it, I guess, as a cop, where he was getting on edge a little bit, you know, doing the stakeouts and just really kind of getting uh, uh, paranoid because he just was getting impatient or he, he just wanted to catch this guy really quick. This is when I started to lose it in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is when I was just like, I, this is not believable. I'm, I'm supposed to believe that this kid is is a is a hot shot, man. He's got a family, you know, he's, he's religious, he's... Um, Telling that you know he's really good. He's doing press conferences, dude. He's doing full room press conferences for yeah. a major city in California. So uh, he's doing good. He he really OJ. Yeah, <laughs> in the nineties. Yeah, so he's doing good, man. And for him to just kind of fall off into this other end in just a matter of days just seems really far fetched. I, I I just don't believe it. Here's where another part I don't get is um, when Jared Leto picks him up at the the final scene. And takes him to the Sacramento kind of north, you know, the wherever California, um, into the desert somewhere, into like this this plot of of you know uh, fenced land that's obviously just bright for digging, easy digging dirt, you know, fresh soil basically. And uh, we get the digging scene where he's just saying, okay, you know, the body might be here, you know, get start digging, and Remy Mel then just starts digging. Dig, dig it all night, digging all the holes, digging up everything, and it's just like this, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Because if I were a cop, a, no, a fucking lead detective, and um, I had that suspect drive me out to this desert to say this is where I buried the body, that is when I'd handcuff that motherfucker and be like, okay, thank you for your confession. We're gonna go back to the, to the station. I'm going to fucking lock you up. We're going to get a crew out here to dig up all this shit and see if you're lying or not. And if you are lying, then it's done. I don't want to, you know, we'll just write you up again. I'll put that as a black mark on my record and we'll continue and follow the FBI in their case. Right. I think think that you and I are are definitely playing for the same team 
maybe you and I are just trying to get to the end zone a little differently because I both because because I definitely can hear your irritation with it. Well, I think it, we both it, like the it movie. Just, it just it's just how they get there is what's the irritating part. I get what you mean about when you're saying that uh, Hancock, the the writer director here, just didn't have an ending. This really seems. And a lot of movies seem like this nowadays, where it seemed like, uh, you know, they spent all this time kind of, you know, writing the bulk of the story. And uh, for that last part, you know, like those last like 30 pages, those last 50 pages right there, uh, that was when they realized, like, oh, shit, this thing's due next week, you know, and they get this fucking quick filled them in, you know, and they're well, like, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, he did this. Oh, and then he uh, and then he kills him and and then he denzel helps him cover it up and did he do it question mark and you know it's... right which which is something that i learned when i was in film school is that this is just what my professor always called as lazy writing where you don't have an ending you tell a good story and then you just you just don't you just don't have an ending and then you and then you have the trope of the audience needs to figure it out and that's one of the things that always stuck with me even in film school was you i'd be like a movie is is totally different than a book or a, or or a, or a franchise like this movie's not going to have a sequel you know what i mean so they know that we know that so tell a story tell a beginning middle and an end this whole like oh you know could be could be not thing why introduce things that are never coming back up again it doesn't make sense and that it just drives me well, nuts. What I would have liked to have seen, because they brought up a lot of of things, but it was just like the wrong things. Like in the beginning of the movie, they talked about the evidence that he was supposed to pick up, Denzel Washington. He mm -hmm. used it later on as the fancy boots or something like that that he planted in a hotel to make it seem like it was Jared Leto. Or the barrette scene right. as well, too. Like all this, all this this stuff that just kind of seems uh, unusual, I guess. And again, uh, we don't have enough evidence to take your little out but it just seems very unlikely that it wasn't him uh at the same part here too right um yeah now now one thing i will say the before we close out our show for what i've learned in film school back in the day and for people that are listening to this show that may be interested in pursuing something like this in the future there there are so many different ways to write a script but what i was always taught in film school was you write the ending first and then what you do is you backtrack. Sure. That's how you write. So you know how you're going to end it. Okay, I know that John Doe is going to kill Brad Pitt's wife and put her head in a box and mail it to him in the middle of the desert. That's my ending. How do I get to that point? And that's the journey. That's the fun part. That's the part that gets you in into it. And this movie just didn't have oh, that. You know what I remember what I was going to say? You know what I would have preferred to have uh, had the ending be instead is that let's say that they uh, um, something like that does happen. They do get Jared Leto and they lock him up and they think, okay, we got our man. But then the same signature killing like happens again. Right. You right. know, and to a point where it's just like, oh, shit, it wasn't him at all this entire time. We thought right. it was because we had all this stuff that all this non-evidence right no i i actually would have really liked it being being rami malik because when you have you know Eric, no i i can't have that if it was any one of the the cops doing it that that would i would just be like no that doesn't make any sense well it doesn't make sense and that's why i think it's good because guys like me and you who study film who review films that talk film on a weekly basis 
right? Jared Leto is your is definitely your main guy. I mean, that's the guy who is the killer, clear cut, right? But the way that the director and and who also is the writer portrayed Rami Malek as this family man, uh, he has two daughters and he has a wife. You know, he's a family man surrounded by women. So then it, it's supposed to be not saying it's going to be better, but but in this kind of writing aspect, it would be, oh, my God, the killer of women has two daughters and a wife. Oh, my Lord. You know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, that would make more sense to me than just the, you know, hey, I'm going to send you fake shit in the mail. Uh, Jared Little really wasn't the killer. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. There's no evidence of that. The open ending endings i don't like and it just it drives me fucking nuts it's just just tell me a story yeah yeah just tell me the story so i can review your story so but yeah that's it no that that's it yeah you're you're repeating yourself jordan yeah uh yeah but for a bit uh because that's the frustration is obviously uh it's frustrating i I, but again with everybody like that's the review i'm not anxious to see this movie again um yeah i saw it once and i think i think i'm good yeah no it's fine maybe maybe a few years i will i will love it but uh we hope everybody who's listening to this episode loves it and continues to go on because next week we got valentine's day we're going to review a very anti-valentine movie coming straight to netflix starring zendaya 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 good for you tomato 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 right mj from spider-man not really zendaya or is it zendaya just go on. Which one is it? Correct me. I don't. I'm not her. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? What does she say? I I don't know. I'll we'll find out and we'll get it okay. right next week. All right. Well, chick from Mary Jane Spider Man. We're gonna do this very interesting flick, black and white film on Netflix called Malcolm and Marie. We'll be reviewing that next week. And then also later on this month, we'll be getting back into our '90s horror and also. Maybe a Disney Pixar movie, so be on the lookout for that one. Because we have not reviewed Eric. Do you know before we close out the show, what was the last animated movie we reviewed in Movie Guys podcast? Do you remember the last animated one? Just for fun, do you remember um, trivia for the fans? Uh, uh, Frozen Two, Onward. Oh, okay. We reviewed Onward. Remember that one? I do remember that one. It's basically that just one a, in a Pixar D and D. Yes. Yes, yes, we reviewed that back in May of 2020, so we'll be coming back this month in February with Onward, not with Onward, but with a, a Disney Pixar movie, so be on the lookout for that. But like always, everybody, make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com on all your social media fan, uh, pages as well. And also, Eric and I are fans of beer. We love to make beer. Eric and I brewed our own beer, his own beer himself called Motor City Bach. We infused it with coffee. And the link in the description will be in this episode, so you can click on it and get 15% off of your first order at MrBeer.com. So, Eric, thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and we'll be back next week for a Valentine's Day special of Malcolm and Marie. Have a good night.